Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from Alola's Battle Royale Dome, it's the one, the only, Puckle Battlecast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this month's edition of Battlecast. I am your host, Seth Vilo, here today with my brilliant other people here to join me and talk about the mysteries that are the tiering systems right now, as well as the slowly becoming more and more unveiled mystery that is Dynamax. But before we go into that, let's introduce our co-hosts. Today I've got Dr. Shamu. Yep. And R. Sigma. Hello. So guys... Before we dive into this, I want to know how you guys are, because you got to go to something this last weekend that I unfortunately couldn't go to. How was PuckleCon, guys? Oh, it was pretty good. Uh, surprisingly, not as many TCG packs were opened. Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah, you said like only 300, right? There's only like four booster boxes, maybe five. I... The thing is, there was a certain person that didn't uh, open any as far as I'm aware. I mean, I went home with like 45 codes, and there were like 20 to 30 of us. So I went with home with about double that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You opened an entire booster box. I Well, one and a half, but yeah. yeah. And pre-release kits and other random packs here and there. and Yeah, prize pack, booster yeah. packs. <laughs> you guys really behaved yourselves this year, didn't you? Well, Ten Little Men did. I think... Ten Little Men did. <laughs> that's, what, man, that's what's surprising. I don't think he... Did he get half a box with someone, or did he just not... I thought he split half a box with someone. Maybe, maybe he split half a box. I didn't see him open a full box or anything like that. Not like He didn't get his normal 15 boxes? No. He bought a Pokeball tin, though, and a bunch of mystery boxes. Yeah. With um. Puzzle and Minon in them. Oh, yeah, those things. Oh, no. Which meant he got, like, Primal Clash or Evolutions packs. Oh, yeah. Oh, he got something out of his Evolution pack, too. He got the Secret Rare Flying Pikachu card. Oh, yeah. That's what he <laughs> I got. remember that, yeah. I remember that. He got a Secret Rare. Nice. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, that's good to hear. I really wished I could have been there, but that's under the bridge now. I'll be there next time. Whatever. The other thing that happened that's really interesting, and one of the big reasons that I wanted to have you two guys on, was there was the sample. There was the two, there was the little demo. So without going into the meat of the topic we're going to talk about, what's your impression of Sword and Shield so far? I enjoyed it. They, though, we only got to play through that gym, which... 
toward the end, there was a, a group consensus that that last puzzle was way harder than any of us expected. <laughs> Outside of, like, ice puzzles and some of the ice gems, in <laughs> yeah, it might have been one of the hardest puzzles in a Pokemon game. I, yeah. It's wow. Just, you, could, you had to go back really far, too, didn't you? Or was yeah, it- like, there was a straightforward approach, and then as you went the straightforward approach, you found out, hey, that doesn't work. So... Yeah, and then the helpers didn't really know what the actual solution was. At least mine yeah. didn't. Because uh, <laughs> I mean, no, go to that. It's like, okay, oh, I see what you're saying. And it didn't work. It's like, wait, what? Um, it solid like 10 Uh-oh. minutes of trying to figure out, 10, 15 minutes, I would say, trying to figure out this last puzzle. Yeah, it was a, it was a refreshing case of difficulty. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I don't think there was status in the demo, so we didn't actually get to see... If they improve the system from Let's Go, where it takes like 20 seconds for AI to decide to do something after they're poisoned. <laughs> Ugh. Yuck. Yeah, there also wasn't double battle, so we didn't get to test that system out either. So, mm-hmm. I heard it ran at a pretty consistent frame rate, though. Um, yes, but like I said, uh, it was statuses that really made Let's Go kind of fall apart. So, right. I do believe people said there was some stuttering in the frames, though, during like Dynamax. Mm-hmm. The frames kind of went down a bit i didn't notice it myself but luckily it's a demo version so hopefully they can air that out because some things did look kind of like dumbed down a bit but overall it still looked fantastic uh pure weddings back that's always fun to do on the overworld um because i was like messing around with the controls and it's like it's just really like sensitive almost because like Mm. the entire time i was just weaving back and forth walking around (laughs) just like just kind of testing it out, see how, like, like how it reacted. And it was, like, mm. it was pretty sensitive. Just, like, and that one's the game where, like, you go up by accident and it's, like, you're just going to go at a slightly weirder angle. It's just, like, you went, the direction you put in it, it went. It was, it was responsive, hmm. we'll say. That's cool to know. Yeah. That's good. Well, I'm excited. I'm kind of getting a little bit of my hype back now that I've come to the acceptance stage yeah. of, uh, of, of grief, but... We're not here to talk about Dexit. We're here to just talk about, I mean, the battling mechanics. We, we could. It's we been, could. we could. <laughs> it's only been two weeks. We haven't covered it in this episode yet. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the episode come closer when we have more of what actually is going to show up. So we'll find out then. Right now, it's looking like it's going to be Gen 4 all over again. So get get those emoticons ready, everybody. That's I mean, what it's looking like. I look forward to Gen 4 with Galissapod and Hydrogon and right (laughs) right (laughs) i mean essentially it'll be like you you is right now yeah which i'm okay with yeah or at least the ou tier will be all the other ones will be all over the place we'll see if we even have all the tiers that we have now just depending on the palette of we have seeking come with there will be a we have seeking (laughs) lightning rod seeking will become the ultimate jolteon counter (laughs) oh my we're on whirlpool there you go. That you, tra- you trap. You take the hit. You Toxic. trap it. Then you go into your dark type or into your ground type. And it can't it can't volt switch out. <laughs> can't volt switch. <laughs> we found it, guys. We did it. You heard it here. Oh. oh my. But anyway, with that, let's let's get into the meat of this. Let's talk about what's going on in the tears. So we'll be right back. It's tear time. Welcome back. We're here to talk about the tier updates, as we do in every Battlecast, just to give an idea on the current metagames in the Smogon tiering system. So, 
We had a brief mention last month of something that had started in the, in the last month's battle cast, and that was in the UU tier. Sigma, you want to go over what's what was going on in the UU tier? Yeah, they attempted to ban Scizor, which is essentially the equivalent of Landorus and OU, where it's yeah. around 40-ish percent usage, and uh, people like to say it's on every team. So <laughs> It kind of is. Feels it, that way? It feels that way, yes. So they ended up not banning Scizor, which is probably okay. I don't yep. think Scizor is that threatening in the meta. Yeah, because I don't know much about the UU tier or anything like that, but just looking at it, like, all your fire types are, A, faster than it, B, they don't really suffer from bullet punch or anything like that. The only one that could be somewhat else by is Volcanion. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, well, Rotom Heat, like, you just do Overheat instead. Moltres, mm-hmm. flamethrower, mm-hmm. it's dead. Yeah. Infernape, like fire punch, flare blitz, it's it's dead. Like, mm-hmm. I, as long as you're running a fire type, you're perfectly fine, I feel. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it keeps a lot of things in check, too, like Mega Altaria, Yeah, Karakian. and Altaria, the threat, like, those are both massive threats. I remember back in, like, Gen 5, and when Terrakian one was a thing, it was on every team. Yeah. Uh, it was just a solid yeah. mon. Fighting it was, another one. it was a it was a great Pokemon before the Landorus appeared. And then Altaria yeah. is the monster that can if it gets set up, it's just unstoppable. Like mm-hmm. we have a lot more tracks than OU now for it. That's why it's down here, but like it's still a viable yeah, mon. I think Latios is the other one that people talked about would be probably suspected if Scissor were to go away. So Yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> that sounds a lot like Gen 4 again. All over again. <laughs> just wait. Oh, yeah. Just It'll be great. Specs Galtion everywhere. It'll be great. Yep. So that's UU. Not really much has changed because they kept Scizor there. So all your teams are still legal, folks. You don't need to change it. Uh, so moving right down the line, we've got another little plant. How about you, Shemu? What's this all about? What's what about? about? The... What's NU all about? What's happening there? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Lanoon, is that this... Lanoon? No, this is a Vioplume thing. Oh, it's Vioplume. Oh, okay. <laughs> Surprised you. Uh, so. Strength Zap, I think, was the issue with that one. I, yeah. I really, I don't know these little yeah. tiers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it's just that Vileplume has now, as of the 17th of June, um, is now banned from NU. And Sigma, you you were thinking it was mainly Strength Sap, the the move it got in Ultra? Yeah, it's a really strong move, and it allowed... Like, usually you'd be able to switch in your Incineroar on a Vileplume. But with Strength mm-hmm. Sap, it, it's not the case. Yeah, it refuses to go down. It's kind of weird that it goes away after we get Bessimian in the format, though. Or Defiant Bessimian yeah. in the format. Because you'd think that would have been, like, some kind of answer to it. But I guess Bessimian doesn't really have great answers to Vileplume, so... Especially when it has Moonblast, you can always yeah. catch it with that on the Switch. Yeah, so. Yeah, you're just skimming through. You see a lot of just, like, high attack stats. It's like it's either, like, low, a couple mediocre ones, then you got, like, high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of those yep. mediocre ones, like, you just take them down a peg. There's nothing they can do. Mm-hmm. Even against, mm-hmm. like, something like a Rotom. Just a plain Rotom, not defensive. Mm-hmm. It's just how it kind of looks. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's too controversial of a ban, though. No. Yeah. It's not like Zygarde was at the beginning of the year. <laughs> Poor little snake. Didn't deserve it. Poor guy. No. Oh, well. It let me use Celesteela with more reliability, so I'm okay with it. Nagurna's just sitting there waiting. Yep. 
laughing as Zygarde's taken away into the night. <laughs> yep. Ugh. So the last tier that we really talk about in that we're going to talk about in this, because there's not really going on anything. There's not really anything going on in OU or Ubers or other tiers, really. It's just these three. The last one is the continued RU tests that we've talked about on the last couple of battle casts, where they're retesting a whole bunch of things, seeing if they're still worthy of being banned. Um, the one they were scheduled to be doing now is Talonflame. However, they've paused the whole retesting thing in order to test something completely different. Linoon is being suspected in RU, probably because it's a terrifying sweeper. You can ask Claude about it. Um, Belly Drum, Citrus, Gluttony, Extreme Speed is gross. Mm -hmm. And it, there's only a few things that it can't break through by itself, which are very easily taken advantage of. So I can see the reason why they would be going for this. Yeah, I was going to through this the form a bit too, just before we started uh, recording. And uh, it seemed that it was like Linoon, like you can essentially have Linoon and A check can defeat any form of a team, is what they were, mm -hmm. what was coming across. Because before, I think before they suspected Linoon, they were deciding with Grains or Linoon was a problem, trying to figure out which was the one to do, which they mm -hmm. decided to suspect Linoon first, at least. Well, like, yeah. it, it does get good coverage, too. You gotta think about that. It gets things like Feed Bomb. It gets things like Gunk Shot. Does it have Stomping Tantrum now, too? I believe it does. Uh, I will look, though. It's, I'm not 100% sure on that one. Gets Playoff yeah, Channel Club, previously... Stomping Tantrum. Super Fang. Okay, yeah, there it is. If you have a wall, you have Super Fang to cut it in half. Like, it doesn't get Iron Tail. Not that I would say you'd probably run that. No, you probably yeah, no. get better coverage elsewhere. You get Extreme Speed. Yeah. That's the big one. You do get Throat Chop. <laughs> Its biggest problem before was steel types. Having I've used it a little bit, um, and like steels were just ugly to try and get past because your main coverage is um, is extreme speed, and yeah, yeah steel that would hurt it. So you do have stopping tantrum to hurt some of them. Yeah, mm -hmm. and now that shadow claws neutral too, that kind of helps. Yeah, because yeah, bronzong's a big one over in that tier. So well, if you have mm -hmm. bronzong, you just run throat chop. Yeah, a, you have an You can find an physical answer. dark type it gets. So. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get knockoff, doesn't get anything else really. It gets pursuit, but like that's gonna do what forty? Or no, thirty yeah, forty, 40 like does that. it can possibly do eighty. I mean at plus six. <laughs> yeah. At plus six it won't matter yeah. that much, but But yeah. So Linoon is scary. It's currently being tested until the twenty sixth of June, so the day before this comes out. So we'll find out what happens after this episode comes out. Stay tuned to the RU tier to find out. Um, and then after that, I anticipate they'll restart the retests with Talonflame again, because that's the one it looks like they paused for the Linoon test, and then they'll move on to Absol. So stay tuned to find out what happens next. Um, and that's pretty much the state of the Union, the state of the tiers right now. Uh, not a whole lot is going on. We're kind of in mostly the calm before the storm. That's especially why nothing's happening in OU, I imagine, because... They don't want to pull another Mega Sableye and ban it a month before the game comes out. No, they banned it like the day the game came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Silly. We hate Snow um, that much in Gen 6 OU. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to make sure it's never seen again. But that's where we are right now. That's the state of the tears. So you've listened to us talk about boring things for long enough. Let's move on to the reason you clicked this episode. We're going to move into what on earth is Dynamax? We'll be right back. 
All aboard! It's time for the topic. Hello again! We're back with the actual reason that you're here! To find out the mystery behind what on Arceus's Earth Dynamax is, what it does, and potential implications to just general competitive battling as we can kind of predict it here. So let's kind of go into just what Dynamax is. A lot of you might know some bits and pieces, but we kind of wanted to gather everything in one place with all the information we have as of some people trying the demo, the videos and Twitter things that we've all seen and compiled and put together just to kind of have the total idea of what this mechanic does on the end of June. So starting off, we've got the actual Dynamax. The moment you click the bracelet and pull the Pokemon back and make it the size of a house or two behind you. So with that, what's the biggest thing about that Sigma? You get three turns of 50% HP increase. Yep. That is the big thing it is. Also, your attacks change property. To be more similar to like Z-moves, but not quite as overpowered as they were. Yeah, we'll go into a little bit more on the move detail here in a little bit. But basically what what Dynamax is, is just turns where all your moves become something else, and you have a 50% HP boost rounded down. Yep. So if it's a fraction, it's just rounded down. Something you could think of for that is during the demo, if you had a Grookey that you Dynamaxed while the Dreadnought was also Dynamaxed, its grass move would not KO the Dreadnought. That's how big of a difference that 50% HP can do. Yeah. And that's time through a quad there. weakness. Yeah. yeah. Well, then again, that Dynamax might just be like completely messed up because that thing is insane. That, <laughs> that thing is crazy. Yeah. That thing should not be that fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that thing, like, there, I think it outsped everything except Score Bunny, but who was using a Score Bunny against a water rock? I, I bet it was Corviknight. Okay. But um, even then, Corviknight does nothing to it. Yeah, because I think it's yeah. got Steel Wing as an attack, and that's neutral it's at like, best. Is it maybe a fourth? Yeah, maybe. It looks crazy. There is something that we've seen in some of the in some of the shots um, called Dynamax level. We have no idea what that does right now. Um, if it's even something that really matters in game, or if it matters in Wi-Fi type battles, which is what competitive battling is based on, I imagine that might be something like the Affection Hearts. Where it, it does stuff in in game, but not in actual real battles. I so. I would expect that to be the case. Mm-hmm. That could affect stat boosts too, because right now, like maybe Dynamax level one is just HP. Dynamax level two is like maybe a plus ten to everything. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Like level three is like something else completely. But I don't expect it to be a thing in PvP. I don't think so. Right. They're going to set it to just base one. They're going to set it to a base of one of those. They're not going to set it to. Like, yeah, they're going to. They're, they're going to let you have out. a different Dynamax level for like for your character. If anything, it's going to be like, "Hey, Dynamax level two is the static like love Dynamax for all battles." Not mm-hmm. like yeah, you have to have one person with a level one, then one with like a level three or something like that. They'll all be yeah. one. Yeah, one unanimous level. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, we don't really know. We're guessing on that mechanic. We've seen it. We know it's in the game. We don't know what it does. Um, the other thing about Dynamax that we've mentioned before and that you might have seen in some of the official press, it lasts three turns unless you're in one of the raid battles. But in regular battles, Dynamax, the, the phenomenon lasts three turns for a Pokemon. That's it. It's like mega, but only lasts a little bit. Additionally, um, we found out through the demos 
that switching out while you have Dynamax active eliminates the Dynamax boost. So if you have a Caterpie out that's Dynamax and you only attack on the first turn, switch it out. When you switch it back in, it'll be regular Caterpie and you've only used one turn of Dynamax. You don't get it back. So use it wisely on something that can stay in for the full three turns if that's what you want it to do. Yep, that adds a nice bit of strategy to using it. So I like that. Mm-hmm. So that's something important to note. Um, it does not require an item. Is that correct, guys? As far as, as we know, it does not. Yeah, as far as we know. Because I believe in the demo, we didn't have any items. Yeah. But we couldn't, I don't, we didn't even, get, we couldn't go to the menu at all. All we had was just like move and like A and B. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can check Pokemon status to. on the status screen, so I don't think we had items. And I believe yeah. in the mm-hmm. E3 demo, they gave everything Everstones, so. Right. It could be just like a, I assume with no items according to both of the, both of like our, what we know, I should mm-hmm. say. But they may change it later. It's still a demo, but I assume there's just, I assume whatever they've got is what they've got. Yeah, I don't think that mechanic's changing. I kind of like that because it lets you adapt based on the situation, so. Kind of cool, in my opinion. Yeah. Not exactly mechanic-wise, but I think we probably should mention it. Um, At the demo, they were taking our input, and they were giving feedback to people at Game Freak for saying that they might change. Oh. Apparently, that was Hmm. a thing. I didn't get asked, but other people did get asked. Interesting. Okay. So, that's a thing. I don't know if if anyone mentioned it on the main cast either, actually. I, um, I don't know. Everyone recorded independently, so... Yeah, I have no idea. And I know we didn't in ours, but that was a thing that happened. So you never know what might change. They might patch something in, or they might do a last-minute tweak. If someone yeah. said, like, hey, why don't we have this? Why is this a thing? Etc., etc., etc. But I, right. I have a feeling most people just probably said, oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> that or uh, bring back decks. Bring back Nice yeah. <laughs> 2019. Yeah, I imagine that's a big one. Um, the last thing I want to go over about just regular general Dynamax is what happens if you've taken damage in Dynamax with the boosted HP and it ends. Like, what's your HP look like at the end of that? Um, we've seen a couple videos and we've seen some people doing the demo. What it looks like from what we can see is it's percentage based when you go out of Dynamax into the base form. So if for those of you who are used to showdown... If you had 60% of your health left at the end of the third turn of Dynamax, when it goes down, you'll still have 60% of your HP. It'll be 50% less numbers, but it'll still be the same percentage of HP. So if that makes sense to everybody, did, did I, do you think I made it clear, guys? I, yeah, I got it. So Yeah. So it looks like it's going to be real easy for the folks at Showdown to implement that. <laughs> They just have to change the number, and the percentage stays the same. So that's good to know. And that is kind of the features of Dynamax. The actual Dynamax part seems pretty simple and pretty boring. It's the moves that really start to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So what what was your experience with the moves, guys? So after watching, standing in line for like 30 minutes and watching people try to KO the Dreadnought with Grookey, I realized that I should dread, I should uh, Dynamax on the Goldeen that the gym leader had so I could set up the grassy terrain beforehand and then just destroy the Dreadnought. Destroy it. There you go. With the grassy terrain. Right, because that's that's something to take in, into account. Um, each, of these terra- each of these terrain moves, listen to me, <laughs> um, these max moves, the move becomes something else based on its type offensive moves all become 
uh, max cool word that is affiliated with the typing max flare for fire max vortex for water etc uh, etc um, i think water with geyser geyser, geyser yeah. it might be i'm thinking i'm thinking z moves look at me just messing up all, left and right we'll remember it eventually um, once we're yeah. using it yeah. all the time oh yeah um so that's what all the offensive moves become all of these carry some kind of secondary effect on top of them so the fire max moves at the end of damage calculation and completion of everything, it sets sun. And for the grass move that Sigma was talking about, at the end of the max overgrowth, I think? Sure. Max something? Yeah, max we'll go overgrowth. With that. Yep, that's correct. Max overgrowth, uh, it sets grassy terrain at the end of that. So you've got the 50% grass boost, you've got the healing all at the end. Um, these all set some kind of effect. Some of them will raise a stat on yourself. Things like the steel max move will raise your defense stat. But things like the dark max move will lower the opponents. And if we count them all out, there are four weathers, there are four terrains, and there are five alterable stats. So together, that accounts for all 18 types. We've seen a lot of them. We've seen about half of them, 10 or so, I guess confirmed so like fire does sun water does rain rock move sets sand um grass move set grassy terrain mist uh fairy move set misty terrain electric move set electric terrain and as i mentioned steel raises your defense flying raises your speed dark lowers the opponent's special defense and normal lowers the opponent's speed those are the ones that we have confirmed right now um Probably safe to guess that the ice max move will set hail and the psychic max move will set psychic terrain. Yeah, not much of a stretch in that yeah. thought process. We should also say that status moves all turn to max guard, which is just a yes, protect. Yes, that's what I was going to get to, yeah, too. Um, so we'll just dive into that one. Every Every status class move becomes max guard. All of them. Be <laughs> that recover, swords dance, leech seed, shift gear, geomancy. So... You're not going to have coming. Yeah, no matter what type, they all all status become max card. So thank Arceus for that. Yeah. Right, guys? Yeah, and it's like it then all status turn to a normal type status move. <laughs> yeah. So while you've got the 50% boost to HP, you're not going to have something sitting in front of you swords dancing because that became max card. <laughs> it can't it, it basically disables recovery and setup while you're yeah. Dynamax. Well, one thing yep. you could always think about doing is just setting up then Dynamax. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I thought I'm about doing that with Wulu when I was doing I'm like, oh, I can just Cotton Guard twice and then go to Dynamax and start attacking. But like, I'll be curious to see if that ends up working or if it just resets stats upon Dynamax. That would actually be something that... Oh, I should have tried that. Yeah. I imagine it'll keep it. It'll I retain it. Because you can boost stats too well in Dynamax anyway via the moves. Because like, that seems really dangerous to allow you to set up and then Dynamax with a mass- massive uh, HP boost. Right. Yeah. It makes it harder to revenge you. Mm-hmm. But that means you have an easier chance of taking something out when it's in the setup stages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I'm curious, <laughs> I just thought of this. Agility final gambit. <laughs> yeah. But that'd also be one of those things where you're wasting Dynamax, but you could depending on how higher HP go than what you have. <laughs> yeah. And or like scarf final gambit. Scarf Dynamax final gambit. Just turn one. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, that could be a thing, uh, yeah. Forget, if it doesn't matter if you have an item or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of wish that we had uh, 
more visible abilities in the demo as well to see if it might have turned off abilities. Yeah, that's something I'm curious because about too. I could see Dynamaxing doing something like that. It's like, yeah, your abilities and items don't exist during Dynamax or something like that. Yeah. Especially because that would be weird with choice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because all the... If you have four fighting moves on your choice band Terrakian because you're insane, all four instances of those fighting moves become the max fighting thing. So, yeah. I mean, in a sense, you're using the same attack, but your choice locked to one of them, it but, could get confusing on which one what, to click. Then I come down to the point, too, if you're like, for example, you're locked into close combat, and then you dynamax, and if you're still locked, you can't use close combat. Yeah, what happens with the locking of choices? I that point, you just struggle. Yeah, And then by first, if you go dynamax, choice band, into max knuckle, like, and then you go out, you technically can't use the max knuckle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as being disabled, I would think. Like, you have a move yeah. disabled, you are now struggling until disabled wears off. Yeah, I imagine it could do that, or it'll just say, okay, you, you're basically soft reset, go ahead and pick another move. <laughs> yeah. Um, that you're locked into and you just remember which one you clicked. Um, the other thing about that is like Z moves and why we're kind of stressing about how it's important you remember which choice max knuckle you click on is because the base power of the max move changes based on the base power of the move it's based on. So yeah. it it's in many cases, it's not that big of a boost. Yeah. And you have to consider too, uh, it will eat away at the PP for that move. Oh, I didn't know PP that change. Oh, because as, yikes. As Wulu, I remember seeing, there's multiple, like, they had multiple different PP values. Like, there's a 15, there's a 20. Ooh. So, yeah, they do have different values. So, okay, that's, that's different. Also a nice balance. So it's like, hey, you can still use this to power it up uh, close combat, but you are still using up your close combat. You are not getting free attacks. That's good to know. That's something I didn't even consider. Yeah, because it would be like you have 11 instances of close combat instead of 8. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's still just the 8. That's good to know. Um, as far as an idea on the base power, though, uh, wh- a couple numbers we know con- for a fact and have confirmed is Spark, which is normally 65 base power, becomes 120 base power. So slightly less than double the power on Spark. So you'd expect from that, like, oh, gosh, it's going to be crazy powered when you get to something like Wild Charge with 90 base power. Well, you're wrong. Wild (laughs) Charge becomes 130 base power. So 10 more base power than the Spark. So it looks like the low-powered moves get powered up, but the okay to high-powered moves might just get a really minor little itty-bitty boost. Something like Draco Meteor might go from 130 to 150, for instance. I could see it even just going up to 140 and being like, oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> it's like old Draco Meteor. Yeah, it's old Draco Meteor, except maybe it raises your special attack this time. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know yet. So that's something, too. It's not as crazy psycho powerful as Z-moves. It's, in some cases, you could argue even with like the Wild Charge, it's almost negligible um, at some level. I imagine something like Thunder or Thunderbolt or Fire Blast will basically be negligible power boost. I could see them being the exact same. <laughs> yeah, I could see that too. I could th- it just sets the weather. So the next turn, you have a 50% boost. So that's going to be the weirdest part, is keeping track of what weather, what terrain, all the crazy psycho field moves that are going on all at once. That'll be fun (laughs) like a blast yeah imagine something like alolan raichu if abilities aren't turned off 
Alolan Raichu going Dynamax, launching a Thunderbolt, setting electric terrain, and activating its own Surge Surfer for next turn. Mm -hmm. Or Halucha using Thunder Punch to do the same thing and consume its electric seed to activate Unburden on its own. Yeah. You you don't need the Coco switch anymore. You've got oh, you've got Thunder Punch and you're good. That's but Halucha also has the ability to be running like acrobatics, and when it uses that in its other form, it gets a speed boost anyway. So mm-hmm. there's the option of just being Moldbreaker and having another item or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see that where that goes. It's kind of crazy. And if fighting raises your own attack, so we we played around a little bit. Uh, we kind of put our brains together, and we've got a prediction chart. So we've got this recorded. This is what we think is going to turn out. <laughs> so we predict that attack will be raised by the fighting max move. It'll be lowered on the opponent by ground. That poison will lower the defense stat of the opponent. Bug will lower the special attack of the opponent. Dragon will raise the special attack of you. And Ghost will raise the special defense on you. That's mm-hmm. that's what we, we're at. Where we're at right now, we yeah. have no idea. <laughs> I feel but... kind of strong with the fighting and dragon. Uh, yeah. Other I do than too. that, like poison I, and I, ghost are kind yeah. of weird. And... Yeah, the, like the other the kind of variant, like variables and stuff like that. I can see even ground and fighting being swapped around. If you I want can to, see like, ground mm-hmm. and poison be swapped around. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, like, a lot of them can be yeah. swapped around. It's just some of them are like a weird like spot like, where they fit multiple type, but then again, they also just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like, like dragon. Like, dragon is... Dragon, I agree with you. I think that's the strongest thing because you pointed this out off air. Um, of the remaining types we have that aren't confirmed other than psychic and ice, because those are obvious, dragon's the last one in, in the what was once special category. Mm-hmm. So it probably will interact there somehow. Yeah, I mean, there was Dark too, but apparently Dark is dropping special defense, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, that one's confirmed. That one's confirmed for dropping special defense somehow. Uh, that's because Grookey had knockoff. <laughs> there we go. That's why. I was kind of waiting to see when we get, like, the possible option of, like, Max moves uh, doing more technical effects. I was talking about the software as well. Just, like, yeah. giving them rapid spin, giving something, like, uh, neutral weather, neutral terrain, like, just clearing them like yeah you made the great parallel to uh signature not signature but um like certain z exclusive moves. z moves yeah like the possibility of signature moves turning to a certain max move like we'll say let's go with pre-marina's like off whatever the uh the opera sing operatic or whatever yeah it's signature move like turning to something some other max move like max opera we'll say and it does like something specific like it'll heal Heal you for twenty five percent or something like that. Something minor. Yeah. Like what if they what if they cool. do that with certain signature moves and like if you start doing that you can go in a lot of very like a lot of ways. I don't think they'll make it where they raise stats per se. Mm-hmm. Because they It might have just some other effect. Yeah, that's kinda have cool. more of a technical effect. Like, hey, if you use some I don't know, like something that might set some screens or something like that, or Maybe, I don't say Orville would do it, but, like, Max Orville would, like, set hail and, like, maybe a, a minor screens or something like that. Like, here's... Yeah. We'll set hail for you and give you two two turns, or, well, three turns, we'll say, yeah. of dual screens. Yeah. Well, I could see the rooms being of. set. As of right now, there's a part of the leak that has got been right so far where I could see something like that coming into play. So hopefully next episode, that'll be something that we can talk about. Yeah, I hope so. 
So the other thing that I don't think we've talked about yet is what Max Guard does. It's got a couple unique quirks. Um, it's protect. Ta-da! That's ba- pretty much it. The only the only odd thing about it is that um, if it is if you hit something that used Max Guard with a Max move of your own, so for instance, Dreadnaw used uh, Max Water on something that used Max Guard, so it blocks the damage. It also blocks the secondary effect. So rain is not set if the move was blocked with max guard. We don't know if... There was nothing that learned protect in the demos and things that we've nope. seen, so we don't know if protect does the same thing, or even if protect blocks max moves at all. I could see it being like Z-moves, where a percentage goes through a regular protect or something like that. Mm-hmm. I could see that too, where a percent goes through and it um, still sets the secondary. Yeah. I could see that, but Mac, to make Max Guard different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's what Max Guard does that's interesting and important to note is it blocks the secondary effect, regardless of what it is, whether terrain, stat lowering, that's all blocked. It also has the chance to fail, like Protect, probably at the same rate, so it's 50% the first time, yeah. 40%, 30%, blah, 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 all the way down to 25 um, oh, at least they, uh, they Probably at the same rate. They made a correct protecting move on, like Wide Guard, which they buffed it then yeah <laughs> they ner- it was fine then they buffed it and then now it's like hey it's stupid uh, yeah that, that i'm okay with vgc nationals that won the vgc's with wide guard <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't anything else it was just wide guard uh i think wide guard's in a good place <laughs> otherwise it would be pretty useless not being able to protect and wide guard so mm-hmm. but that, that's beside the point <laughs> yeah continuous yeah. wide guard is okay by me if you don't have a way to go through wide guard that's your own fault for creating it that way i guess but also one thing with that you're saying with the uh the max i don't know that it blocked the effects as well as the damage yeah but that tells me now it's probably if uh if the attack doesn't actually go through and do damage i assume it doesn't actually trigger the effects so for example if you have flash fire and you take a max flare most likely that sun will not go through yeah that's true too that's what i'm assuming at this point or for something like immune like you have levitate it doesn't set that defense part or whatever it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of absorbs it. Yeah. That would be, be cool. interesting, yeah. I assume it comes out to the point where the fa- the tech actually has to connect and deal damage mm-hmm. for it to actually trigger. The poison will not trigger on steel. Electric will not trigger. Well, yeah, electric will not trigger on ground. Right. Like, that's what I'm assuming at this point. It could change. Yeah, it very well could. And it could, just, it could just terrains be are a, weird. It could be just a trait via max guard. Or protect mm-hmm. maybe or some th- and if if it's via if it's negated via a protecting move it could be that mm-hmm. but it makes me think that the other is likely yeah so with that we've we've kind of entered the speculative things so some things that what are some things that you guys learned from the demo or want to really see kind of like what you mentioned with protecting moves and things like that what are other parts how could this imp- impact competitive battling as we know it with this mechanic coming in. Oh, it's gonna affect weather a lot because that means you don't need you don't actually need a weather setter. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then what if like okay, damp wreck on your di- on your Dynamax Pokemon? You just attack to do eight turns of weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one thing I really want to know. Does damp rock or terrain extender still work with this? That'll be curious. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it. I'm I really like the effects on the moves, mainly the weather and the terrain, because what that does is that just says, hey, uh, you can use these effects more. These effects become viable. These teams become more viable. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have such easier, a lot easier access to setters. Your sweeper can actually just set it up itself. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention the snowballing effect that, say, fighting it Pokemon will have if they do get the attack boost. Yeah. Yeah. If your primary stab move becomes your setup move, that's you become terrifying. Kangaskhan. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really comes down to the point, too, if, as I was saying earlier, if they give signature moves and additional attack, like, how far are they going to go with it if they go with it at all? I'd like to see... I have the, the one thing I want out of this is I want it to make it more technical Ooh. because there's a lot more options now. And mm-hmm. if they go on another level, that makes even more options. That makes things that were just garbage have a use by saying, hey, my healer can now do certain amounts of damage or my damage dealer can now set up my terrain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like it just gives Pokemon more roles and it also kind of fix. Uh, fixes that a uh the four move syndrome in a way or yeah like, you're right roles like hey i've got these six seven pokemon i want but i'm like i have my here's my actual team but i need this role like this weather setter to help me out with this option or something like that or like i'm just one weather setter short hey i can just choose this mon it's about to die dynamax set the weather and then it dies and it's just it's just oh it opens the doors to a lot more things and in that same aspect, if anything can Dynamax, it also makes that point where it's kind of going negatively. There's a comeback mechanic. Mm-hmm. This is what they've introduced the comeback mechanic in the same way as giving it the new fun gimmick. Yep. So this means this Pokemon that's about to be dead can just click Dynamax and tank a hit and get a knockout or something like that. And that momentum just shifts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Is it bad? I want to say it's more good, but we don't really know until it happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm kind of interested to see how this affects bulky Pokemon that have some awkward movesets, like a wishy-washy, or even better, Galissapod, where you have first impression and leech life, but then you can Dynamax that and get rid of first impression for something that you could use more than the first turn. Yeah. Important to note, especially for Galissapod example, is that, and it's probably fairly obvious, but it dis- when you Dynamax, it disables the secondary effects of all the other moves. Mm-hmm. They become something different. So Leech Life no longer heals you. First Impression loses its priority status. Mm-hmm. Um, all important things to note, but definitely scary. In that same yeah. vein, too, because we don't know if... Most likely, I assume, it's not re-entering the, the board, or re-entering the field. Because well, how Dynamax works is you recall it, you enlarge the Pokeball, you send that out again... And then afterwards, you pretty much do the same thing backwards. Mm-hmm. I believe. Does that actually yeah. shrink, or do you actually recall it? I can't remember. You you recall it, and then you grow the Pokeball, and then throw it behind you based on the animation. Yeah, but afterwards, don't do you? Uh, is that actually recalling it, or does it just shrink? I think it just shrinks. Okay. Yeah, it just shrinks at the end of that. So that wouldn't matter for that. Because I was thinking, like, what if it recalled after that? Would it then allow first impression to be active again? Yeah. For that scenario, but then again, it. if it, it wouldn't, because if you're set the the next time you're sending it out, it's technically when it's Dynamax, it wouldn't even have access to it. Yeah, I remember seeing that in the Cerebi video. Uh, the Dreadnought just shrank, and the next clip was it just standing in front of yeah. Nessa. So it doesn't, quote-unquote, re-enter the field. Yeah. But that kind of brings up the other question that I had. Um, how does the whole Dynamaxing thing... Does it re-interact with things like hazards? Because if you recall the thing and send it back out behind you, do you take another round of stealth rock and spikes damage? Uh, right before you 
recall the Pokemon to do the Dynamax ban and make it big, will Pursuit be procced? Mm-hmm. And does something like Payback or Analytic that looks for switch outs or something like that, will that be procced too on the turn that you Dynamax? Those are all kind of questions that I've got. Mm. Hopefully yeah, not. I don't Hopefully. see it happening. I expect it to just count as staying in. Uh, mm-hmm. The more interesting question you have is whether it affects low kick damage and grass knot damage. Yeah. I'm going to hope it does How much does this change weight? Yeah. that That's the one that has me curious. Yeah. And sorry, Waylord fans. Um, it's not going to be as big of an impact for you because by the looks of it, everything is set to the same size. So a Dynamax to Joltik at exactly four inches high will be the same size as a Dynamax to Waylord. <laughs> so... Dang, there goes the memes. Oh, well. So you're saying that Skiddy and Waylord can finally see eye to eye. Um, so other other things uh, for Dynamax, like how do you think this will change specific Pokemon? Do you think there'll be some interesting tier things that you guys mentioned that it makes some Pokemon more viable and things like that? Do you guys have any predictions on what tiers might start looking like after this? Um. Like I said earlier, seeking still a thing, so they're still going to be low tier. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's I think it's going to be one of those things where we're probably going to expect most of it, but there'll be a couple options that are just kind of oh, that should be a thing, but I can kind of see why that's a thing. I can see a world where PU doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. with this with like selective picking with, of Pokemon and all that, like with a smaller deck size. Yeah, I could see yeah. PU just not existing anymore, just like it was in Diamond and Pearl, I think it was. Maybe even Black and White, I can't remember that back that far. I think PU was a Gen 6 construction. Yeah. If I I anticipate there'll be Ubers OU, underused, never used. I question That's I question if there will even be Ubers. Well, there has to be a ban list somewhere. I, I, They've got to put No, I'm saying Xerneas, I could see it being uh, anything goes instead of Ubers. Just because there will oh, be so yeah. few of Pokemon in the format. That's true. Yes. That's true. Because yeah, I don't expect a lot of banned legendaries to be in the game anyway. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. And with Megas gone, it's like, oh yeah, have this format where you can play with Zacian, Zamazenta, and Aegislash. <laughs> yeah. Hooray. That's a very good point. I hadn't considered yeah, I that. I could see Ubers just not being a format anymore. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to see him retest Aegis Flash, though. I would like to see that. If it even ends up in there, isn't that right, Lunatone and Solrock? I mean, I oh, don't expect... Don't from, I don't, oh, don't expect confirmation, do we? I thought we did. No, we don't. I don't oh, expect no, we Aegis Flash to be in the game. Either way, I'd still be down for a resuspect of that, because, in my opinion, it's while it's, it is really strong, it just comes down to people not knowing how to play around it. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is that it is severely hurt by Dynamaxing in an odd way, because it... Is, yeah. it can't king shield no, yes this is just gimmick but then again if it isn't like and it also that it dynamaxes then you can get like a massive attack while having high hp mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what it'll be Pokemon. interesting but yeah yeah i could see ubers just not being a thing pu probably won't be a thing and you will might exist they gotta put the garbage somewhere yeah the sea king and flareon need a home <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> uh so that's pretty much what we know about the Dynamax phenomenon right now. There's more to learn. There's the moves to confirm uh, as far as their secondary effects. 
There's things like, do items and abilities still work through this? Uh, does the hazards and pursuit question go through? There's still things we've got to learn. And we've more, most importantly, as far as tiers go, we've got to learn what on earth is going to be in Galar. What's going to sneak across the border? <laughs> what's going to be able to actually make it through? Um, cause that will depend on, th- that'll show what our tiers are. Yep. Right now, yeah. right now we've got like half of OU filled up by evolutions that used to be here. <laughs> yep, it's it's looking like Gen Four's back, folks. Between Flygon, Jolteon, and Vaporeon, Espeon, it's back. Espeon too. Get Sylveon this time. <laughs> All with their new cool abilities. It's it's looking real interesting. Um, we're, it just will all depend on what actually can make it into this game, and what gets the cool new abilities and all that kind of stuff and obviously what the new new pokemon are so that's the big thing too we we at least have a confirmed spike setter in diggersby (laughs) (laughs) good old diggersby we also have webs galvantula we have rotherade rotherade sets both spikes oh yeah yeah yeah, rotherade too oh boy (laughs) this will be fun rotherade will be viable once more (laughs) gen 4 (laughs) exactly (laughs) it just keeps getting more and more real uh but anyway that's kind of the meat of dynamax like i said we're going to be learning a lot more about this mechanic in the coming months so stay tuned uh we'll probably have another episode like this kind of analyzing predicted things and more that we know about dynamax and possibly that other sneaky hinted mechanic coming down the line uh closer to september or august ish uh, right before the game comes out. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, we'll be going over the tiers like we've normally been doing. But for now, we're going to move on to the team of the episode provided by the lovely R Sigma. So we'll be right back. And now it's time for team of the episode. Hello again, and we're back reviewing the team of the episode, like I said earlier, provided by the lovely R Sigma. And this one is going to be in honor of Scizor still being amongst us in UU, a UU team. So, start us off, Shamu. Alright, we have a Sylveon with Leftovers and Pixelate, with max HP, max defense, and 4 IVs and special attack. It's a 252, 252, and HP and defense, running bold. With Hyper Voice, Wish, Protect, Heal, Bow. Um, just standard, like, bulky Sylveon. Nothing special here. Wish, Protect, as well as Heal, Bow for Cleric stuff, and then Hyper Voice with Pixelate, just to hit hard. Uh, and then we have a Caesar with a Choice Band, running Technician, with 164 HP investment, 252 attack investment, and 92 speed investment. With an adamant nature, running bullet punch, U-turn, superpower, and pursuit. Um, I don't know, I assume the 692, that's the, um, a speed, uh, base 70s, or like, base, um, like, 75. I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> okay. Let's see who gets there first. It's just their say. Uh, it appears to be <laughs> adamant crawdont is our target. I see. As well as uninvested Nido Queen and Clef Key. So you're just, again, you're just a choice band. You have all, you have four attacking moves, so you can either just hit hard with one of your other moves, or you turn out. So, simple enough. Alright. And on to me and my two. We've got our premier Gen 4 Stealth Rock Setter in Swampert, holding leftovers with max HP, max defense, and the leftover in special defense. Relax nature because we're a mixed attacker. 
We've got Stealth Rock, Earthquake, Scald, and Toxic. Pretty standard Stealth Rock setter. Swampert is really good at just being the typical bulky water and setting rocks at the same time while also spreading a little bit of status through Scald and Toxic. And it's good to have a mixed attacker in here because a lot of the other ones are one specialized thing. So a little bit of mix is good. Next, we have High Dragon holding Dragonium Z uh, with 252 special attack for special defense, 252 speed, timid nature, move set of Dark Pulse and Draco Meteor for maximum kill potential, Defog for support, and Roost for healing up. Yep, pretty standard High Dragon. Um, good for breaking things open. It's fantastic in UU. Um, that's yeah. pretty much what there is to say about it. Good in OU, good in UU. It's a good Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's coming to Galar. I... It's coming to Galar. Get ready, folks. <laughs> yeah, that thing, <laughs> that thing wasn't broken in Gen 5. Um, nah. Definitely not banned. No, oh, no. All right. So last up, we've got Minetric for our Mega. We have max speed, max, max special attack, lightning rod, because occasionally you get those little standoffs at the beginning of the match where both you and your opponent lead Minetric. And hey, maybe you're going to just sit there with your lightning rod active and see if you can pull a vault switch. <laughs> Anyways, we're timid nature, so we're maxed out in speed. Vault switch, overheat, you could run flamethrower if you don't have trust in it, but I prefer overheat. Thunderbolt and hidden power ice for your... Gligars that are slightly weakened because you're not one-shotting Gligar. Um, <laughs> it's true. You're not. No. <laughs> don't think you that will. Things deceptively strong. Don't don't think you will. All right. And last up, we have an Infernape with a Choice Scarf because I feel like you really want something with a Choice Scarf in this format with around a hundred or plus speed. So we have mm-hmm. we have it here. We're Jolly Max Tack Max Speed. Last point in defense, I don't think it really matters. We have the Blaze ability, because sometimes that's relevant on Infernape, because it'll run uh, Mach Punch down here sometimes with the Life Orb, but we're Scarf, so we don't care. Flare Blitz, U-Turn, Close Combat, Gunk Shot. In other words, it can pivot well, it can deal damage to those Amoongus that annoy you, it can punch out the Empoleons that are annoying, and we have Gunk Shot for those fairies that we also hate. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty good team overall. It, I mean, it's pretty. It's got a lot of standard stuff to it, but that's there's a reason they're standard. <laughs> it's because they're good. Do you have any other insight on it, Sigma? You've got the most testing with this one. Uh, yeah, Scissor doesn't take hits as well as you think down here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that that's the that's the choice band set for you. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I found Swampert is a really good switch in. You just have to watch out for HP Grass occasionally on those Minetrix. Mm. Yeah. Apparently, that's a thing they do scary yeah <laughs> i could see that that's i mean otherwise they can't ugly. touch swampert yeah but then if they can touch swampert they can't touch hydragon so true uh hydragon's just a great pokemon and if you get a z draco meteor off on something that it doesn't resist it it's oof <laughs> it's not in a good place <laughs> let's get an f in the chat folks <laughs> so yeah it's it's a fine team it's not gonna get you too it's not gonna get you super high on the ladder but it's a fun thing at the bottom in the middle Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I like how you have the Sylveon here for wish support. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I actually started the team at. It's like, I want to run a Sylveon. <laughs> oh, there you go. Because that's really helpful for especially Swampert. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scizor probably appreciates it too, being able to switch in on uh, what Sylveon's weak against. Yep. So yeah, that's the team. Uh, we, we'll have the paste up in the notes for you, in the show description notes, whatever you want to call them this week, Thatch. Uh, 
for you so you can take a look at it and try running it yourself in UU now that you have free reign of still being able to use Scizor. Praise Arceus. <laughs> I like Scizor. I remember before it got bullet punch. It was terrible. It was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, it's Steel Wing. I tried to run Don't Iron you love Head. Steel Wing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a signature attack, guys. Not really. Uh, before Bug Bite. Before, oh, before X Scissor. Uh, what was its bug move back then fury cutter i don't remember i think it was x scissor wasn't it x scissor it's heracross that doesn't learn x scissor was added in gen 4 so gen 3 and 2 oh yeah 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 i I think it was stuck with like fury cutter or something for bug stab it was a really bad terrible it was a bad place gen 4 did a lot of things for bug and fighting types (laughs) yeah and Scizor specifically, it basically gave it a signature move. Let's be honest. Bullet Punch is sig- Scizor's signature move. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I know that Medicham yeah. over in the corner. Medicham? What? What's a oh, Medicham? Oh, good What's that. a Lucario? Rip off of a Scizor's signature move? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you mean Bad Gallade? <laughs> oh, yeah, Bad Gallade, yeah. But yeah, that's the UU team, folks. Feel free to try it out. It's great fun. UU is in a good place. Um... At the moment, it seems kind of balanced. Even with Scizor being at 40% usage, it's still balanced out by things like High Dragon and Latias and things like that that can be equally as threatening. They kind of keep each, each other in check. Rock, Paper, Scizor, you know. Yeah, this is a, where a lot of starters end up, too. Like Infernape, Swampert, Empoleon, mm-hmm. Arena. Yeah, those are all really good there. But yeah, that wraps up the show, guys. We hope you enjoyed listening to our predictions on what Dynamax can do, our knowledge of what it does at the moment. Of course, they can, this can change in the next 48 hours before this show comes out. So who knows? There's, it's a weird, weird place we're in right now, right before the game comes yeah. out. So they're, they're doing the presentation on the, p- the little mobile game. I don't think we have to worry about it. Yeah, we're safe. We're, we're going to be okay, week, guys. This week. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is, oh, all the Ubers are going to be there. Yay. That's that. That would be the announcement. Um, But yeah, you can find us. You're already listening to us on the Puckle Plus feed. But if you're not listening to us on the Puckle main feed, you're missing out on the beautiful sonorous voice of Thatch himself leading out the podcast there. Uh, You can listen to other shows on the plus on the plus feed, things like Game Corner and TCG Cast. And when they happen, the patreon live shows those are all here in the puckle plus feed so listen to those if you want to support the show ways you can do that are social media follow us on twitter follow us on youtube we put a lot of things there we're going to be finishing up the draft league videos on youtube those are coming out bit by bit and we're going to announce the champion of the draft league there it was between two teams that's all i'm going to say uh and we'll see what happens because i think the announcement is being made there so if you missed it don't feel like you missed it because you haven't missed it And other than that, we have a Patreon, as I mentioned earlier. If you feel like you can contribute to the show, things like that go directly back to the community. You get physical badges out of it. It's so cool. You guys got to see them. They're really cool. I have them on my desk right now. I think they're better. uh, They're better quality than the pins that Pokemon were giving away for doing the demo, which is weird. Yeah, they were. They were. Those pins that they gave out were really low quality, I have to say. They were falling off the lanyards, whereas our pins stayed on. Oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> well that was supported by the patreon so thank you folks who are part of the patreon for letting us get that as well as you know you can 
join in and grab some badges for yourself. We have the Summer League going on as well right now. You can find information on that on our Discord server, which is where all the things happen. If you want to hear us and talk to us either through texting or talking to us vocally, that's the place to be, is on our Discord server. That's where all the tournaments take place. I can't stress that enough. It's the place to be. Other than that, that pretty much wraps up all of the social media and other such plugs, so thanks for listening to Battlecast. I have been Seth Vilo. I've been Shamu. I've been R-Sigma. And we'll catch you guys next month when the entire world of Pokemon has changed again, and we'll reanalyze everything. See you later! I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.